Hello and welcome to Fostering the Inner Child Podcast. My name is Melana Macias and I am your Christ-centered child deliverance coach. I help parents understand trauma and behavioral issues from a biblical spiritual perspective and I empower them to take authority. This is your first time listening to me. Thank you for taking the time. Okay, so I actually was not going to talk about this, but I believe this is needed to be discussed. I don't see the church addressing this in our children. Instead, what I see is a church suggesting coping skills, pushing medicines, and parents are just not aware of what is happening in their child. Today, I'm addressing anxiety and fear, okay? So, anxiety and fear go together, and they could be either rational or irrational, and I'm going to explain each to you. Okay, we all have rational fear and rational anxiousness in certain times and in certain situations. But when we fear and anxiety rule your life, where you go, who you see, addict, you know, then your child is dealing with more than just a rational fear, but battling the spirit of anxiety and fear. Now, I've talked about my son more than once in these podcasts, but he is my prime example because I live with him. Um, I live with his symptoms. I, I see what's happening day in and day out to be able to talk to you and address the irrational fear and anxiety. I, I have dealt with other kids and help other kids, yes, okay? Um, like, a, for example, would be a couple of weeks ago, I had a beautiful, beautiful 19-year-old young lady approach me. Um, she had tears in her eyes asking me to pray for her. This was actually at a, an event with, with the ministry I'm a part of that I've spoken about before. And this poor little girl, she looked terrified. I mean, she, her eyes were big and just looking at me and I asked her, I said, what do you need to pray for? And she said, I've been delivered from anxiety and fear, but I got into a car accident and it's come back and now I've been diagnosed with PTSD too. So let me stop right here. I want to explain something. So this young lady said that she had been delivered and now these spirits have come back and now she has a new spirit of PTSD. What does the Bible say? Let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 through 45, okay? So it says, When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through dry and arid places, seeking rest, and it does not find it. Then it goes on to say, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds that house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other more wicked spirits than itself. And they go in and live there. And the final condition of the person is worse than the first. This is how it will be with this wicked generation. So, you see, the second that she became fearful, that spirit reattached to her and brought more spirits with it. How did that happen? She gave back the legal rights the instant she allowed herself to become that terrified in that moment of that car accident. Yes, you can you can get spirits come back on you, and they'll bring it worse. And um, you know it because 
like for me, I, like I've said in these episodes, I've been delivering a fear and anxiety. And sometimes that the devil will try to tell me, and I can hear him on the outside, like trying to tell me, remember when you were, you know, in your car and you were in, a, you know, just something trying to rem- make me remember a memory from my past of when I had fear and anxiety because it was just looking for a re-entry point so it can gain legality on me again. And I, I rebuke it. I, I take scriptures and I, um, I re- remove that thought and replace it with scripture because that's how you combat it. You don't ever want it to come back because it will bring someone more. So, I told her that I have had these spirits on me and that I had been delivered of them. So I had authority to cast out these spirits. I also told her that I knew it was incredibly difficult for her to come to a gathering of so many people because there was probably like 300 people in the place that night when you have anxiety. because And because that she stepped out in faith, you know, God was going to deliver her. Because that's, that's how God moves, you know. When we come to go to events and we're like, we need a healing, we need a deliverance, and God sees our heart posture, He will meet you right where you are because you came with faith. And, you you know, when you have faith, you're pleasing to God, okay. So I began praying for her and casting out the Spirit, and the power of God hit her. And um, I then asked her, you know, Afterwards, I asked her how she felt, and I always ask this because when you de- you're delivered, you feel a peace that you can't explain. You know, sometimes people cry, sometimes they cough, sometimes they yawn, sometimes they do. You know, people do weird things when they're delivered. But by the tears and the peace that she had felt, I confidence that she was delivered that evening. I just wanted to tell you that story so y'all know that my experience isn't just with my child, but other children and young women. Um, So going back to my son and his anxiety and fear, okay? So I had already dealt with the spirit of anger on my son before, but there was something else and I had been praying to God, please reveal what it is. Because a few weeks prior, I had a sit down with the teacher and um, she explained that she thought he had ADHD or autism and suggested that I maybe take him to the doctor or experiment with over-the-counter, you know, natural medicines for like ADHD. And she was quite fed up with how he was acting. Um, about he couldn't sit still, always had something to say, would not focus on his work, would not listen. I mean, he was the same way at home, and I'm a very patient mama, okay? I rarely raise my voice. Like, I just don't believe in doing that. I don't believe in causing, you know, a child to be even more stressed when they're already frustrated about something. But that's just my way of dealing with things. But, um, I mean, he got timeouts and things of that sort, but none of that stuff worked. Um, we did try to do some things like uh, try to get reward system and that sort of worked but it started to fail so basically everything that we had tried kind of failed on us so I anyways I said okay and I went and bought a really expensive brand um, I won't mention the name here but and it was all natural I took it myself before I gave it to him and and watched this it calmed him but it made him an emotional wreck I was like you can't medicate a demon. I know it's something. 
was like, okay, God, what is it? Because I need to know what is it, you know? And I know this is a spirit, but why can I not discern? So a few weeks later, I'm like deep into my course creation. I'm like so laser focused. Like when I'm like focused, you might as well just not bother me because I, I'm just that focused. Um, so I'm focused as I can be on a totally different subject than anxiety and fear. And I hear the Lord say, Liam has anxiety and fear. And then all these symptoms that he had started popping in my head. And I was like, oh my word, how did I not know this? I mean, seriously, I had the spirit of fear and anxiety for 37 years of my life. And how did I not see all of this? And you know why? <laughs> because anxiety and fear look different in children. The stomach aches he had every time he had to go anywhere. He would yell instead of having a calm voice, even though no one else had raised their voice. The not knowing how to control himself in public places or resisting to do anything fun if there were a lot of people there. The constant acid reflux when he had to go somewhere. The chronic diarrhea. And when I when I mentioned diarrhea, I don't want you to think that this is like ongoing, like all day long. I mean, just like once a day, but it as part of the, you know, the, the gut, you know, when you're, you get anxious and stuff like that, it can cause diarrhea. But anyway, um, not wanting to eat in the mornings, constantly cranky. I mean, when he had, when he knew he had to go to school or go anywhere, especially in the mornings, he would intentionally start fights with his older sister every morning, um, begged to stay at home and stay in his room. It was all the time. So when I heard this from the Lord, I was like, it's got to go. So I picked him up from school that day and I began asking him questions he could relate to because he's only eight. And I said, so let me ask you a question. When you're at school, do you move around a lot because you have a lot to say? And he said, oh yeah, I have so much to say. And then I asked, do you have a lot of voices just talking and talking, making you want to talk? They, they all sound like you. And he was like, all the time. Then I asked him why he liked to stay at home all the time instead of going out and having fun. And he said, I do like to go out, but I'm so overwhelmed with lots of people. I was like, son, you have the spirit of anxiety and fear, and I need to pray for you. So you don't have it anymore. You know, and we had a few minutes because I had, I was in another car line because I'm picking up the older sister. So I said, we have a few more minutes. Um, so I, I can pray for you. He instantly got angry and said, I don't want you to pray for me. And I was like, okay. I didn't say it, but I was thinking, yep, there that spirit is and doesn't want to go. So that's the reason why. That's the reason why he got angry. I should say the spirit got angry because I discovered it, thankfully, through the Lord. But, um, I don't believe in scaring children by forcing, you know, like doing deliverances, things of that sort, because I also know that there's no distance in the spirit and I don't need him right in front of me. I don't need to lay hands on him to cast it out. So I was like, okay, I said, I won't, I won't pray for you right now. <laughs> I said, I understand. So the very next morning I dropped him off at school. I got in my car and I started waging war. 
I started casting out fear and anxiety, creating his behavior would change, and he would be a calm child, and, and I just took my authority for the 20-minute drive home that I had, and then I just started thanking God for his complete deliverance. So, when he came home that very day, he was a totally different kid. All the things I said he was before, now it's completely different. He rarely misbehaves at school. He's, they have a, a chart system where if you're in the green, you do, you know, your behavior is good for the day. If you're in the red, the teacher calls you, and I've gotten too many of those in the past. So, But his, he's been constantly either on green or yellow, which is right below green, so his behavior's been very good. He's more focused. Um, he asks to go places now. Like, just totally, like, I was like, you want to go somewhere? Like, seriously, when, I, when, I, when this all first started, I was like, wow, okay, yeah, we can. Um, he doesn't wake up grouchy at all. He doesn't yell at me or dad or raise his voice. I should say raise his voice. I don't, I don't know if that, I guess maybe that was a part of that spirit is agitation because of how he feels. So he was always constantly grouchy and, and, and when he would speak, sometimes he would yell and, and we'd have to tell him to, you know, to tone it down and not to yell at us and things of that sort. But he didn't even do that now. He does what he is told instead of having to ask a billion times. And this is something that's just truly like amazed me. Like I'll ask him to do something and then he'll say, I'll do it in a minute. And usually I have to I have to say, you better or you're going to be in trouble. It, and I don't have to remind him again. He just does it. Like later on. And he'll do it. And I'll be shocked. I'm still, like sometimes I still get in shock. Like, oh, wow. You're, you're, already, you're already doing it. Well, good job. <laughs> you know, so he, he, he was, he's a totally different kid now. He's much calmer. He's ha he looks happier. He looks more at peace. You see, I wanted to make this episode today. Because as mamas or dads, if you're listening, sometimes we don't get it when there's something more going on with our kids. And Sunday church don't talk about stuff like this. I get so frustrated with the church today because there's so much more to be taught, yet it's not being taught in the majority of the church. Instead, they really want to keep God in a box. You know, there's a, there's a lot of voices out there that are wrong, but there are a lot of voices that are right okay out there and youtube's full of rights and wrongs and being in the word of god will let you know and discern who's in the right or wrong but anyways the, the majority of church doesn't teach this instead parents feel obligated to put kids on medications and please please if your child is on medication please do not take them off of it that is not what i'm saying here okay this is just for educational purposes and real testimonies of you know these are real entities. These are real demonic uh, oppressions. Okay, I do want to expound just a little bit more, though, on rational anxiety and fear. Okay, and because you know, rational anxiety, like for example, is being anxious about being away from mom and dad, or anxious about speaking in front of classmates. Okay, that's that's rational. Okay, and then irrational fear is like. The, your child's, um, you know, scared taking the training wheels off a bicycle for the first time and um, being afraid of falling off and getting hurt. See, that's that's all rational fear. 
But when a child cannot leave the house because of it, of anxiety and fear, and it's disrupting their life, that is irrational fear. And we can say that is more spiritual for sure. You know, it shocked me to hear statistically how many children suffer from anxiety and fear. And it also breaks my heart because parents don't know how or what to do. I know I've been um, MIA on doing these podcasts because the Lord told me I needed to upgrade my workspace. Like, I upgraded everything because, you know, this is what I'm doing is much bigger than I can even comprehend. And it's going to be to help these children, all children, all children who's going through trauma. Okay. And I've been hard at work creating courses. I mean, God's dropped down in my spirit five different courses. And it all is going to be related around traumas that young people are facing every single day. And, um, you know, it's it's directed mostly towards girls, you know, preteen, teenage girls that deal with real-life traumas and how to cope through Jesus, not cope through other means. Because a lot of traumas that uh, teenagers face, they tend to become rebellious and they, 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 they go the absolute wrong direction in dealing and coping with their traumas. And, you know, the first course God had me, he told me I needed to um, teach girls how to cope with parental divorce and overcome. And then the next course, he said, anxiety and fear. So that will be on my next course. And so when these girls complete these courses, they come out healed and delivered and in a stronger relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, The Lord wants the children to be delivered so they can forward, move forward in their calling he has for their life. Because when you have all, you're stuck with all these um, spiritual oppressions from different traumas, it it immobilizes you. The devil didn't want you. I um, want your kids to move forward in what God's called them. Okay? This, we are living in a time right now that is going to be unlike any other time. And we need this this next generation's voices to be heard, for the kingdom to spread, for, for them to put on the mantle of what they have been called to do. And they can't do that until you know, these oppressions are removed, so they are free and they're confident, you know? So, amen? So, if you know any, okay, any child that is going through parental divorce or our parents are divorced, share the link in the description on this episode because the trauma from divorce is unrecognized by parents because to most they say, oh, most kids, they're, they're resilient. But I promise you, they're not resilient until they are resilient through Jesus Christ. That is it for this episode. If you have any questions, please email me at fosteringtheinnerchild at gmail.com. And God bless you.